dysregulated brain and behavior go hand in hand. And guess what? You don't have to medicate. Hi, I'm Dr. Roseanne, and I'm a mental health trailblazer. And join me as we have real conversations about real solutions to kids' problems. And today, we're talking about big emotions, 2E kids, dysregulated brains, and ADHD. All topics you asked for, and here we are. So let's dive in. So for those of you that are new to us, welcome to It's Going to Be Okay with Dr. Roseanne. And this is a very special episode because we are talking about calming the dysregulated ADHD brain or any brain really that has a neurodivergent or something that's causing it to be dysregulated with my special guest star, Kate Coffey, who is one of our amazing clinicians in our Brain Behavior Reset Program. And she's one of our former parents in our program as well. So welcome, Miss Kate. I'm super excited that you're here because we haven't talked about twice exceptionality. We haven't talked about what a parent who experiences a child with a lot of big emotions and what are things that parents can do because we're all about solutions. So welcome. Thank you for having me today. Yeah, it's exciting because we know each other so well. And you've yes. been, you've, and you <laughs> swam in my pool many times. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about dysregulated brain and behavior. Just for those of you that haven't heard it, it's important to understand that we have understimulated behaviors and we have overstimulated behaviors. And sometimes it's clinical and sometimes it's not. But when we talk about our 2E kids, our kids with ADHD, our kids that feel things really strongly, talk about some of the behaviors that you see when they're dysregulated, whether it's understimulated or overstimulated. What kinds of things do you see as somebody who's a social worker in the schools, in private practice? What are you seeing with kids today? So this is a great thing to talk about. And it's nice to have that separation of understimulated and overstimulated because they all they go together at the same time. They look very different. That whole profile of kiddos who just kind of look like they're unfocused, they're having trouble initiating or completing a task, even something simple as, you know, make your bed. It could be in a home setting. It could be in a school setting. Difficulty listening. A lot of times they'll it'll you'll think that they have like a receptive language issue. No, they just are having difficulty being able to listen to that verbal input. That distractibility piece, what do we call it? Like drifting away, looking out the window and needing some prompting or redirecting from an adult a lot of the times to come back to what they were doing. That overstimulated profile seems to be one that we kind of catch easier because it's right there in your face. Holy cow, isn't that the truth? <laughs> you don't have to probably go into too much detail, but it's generally those big overreactions to thing. The size of the problem is small and the reaction is not small. It's not matching. It's not congruent. Anger uh, and then how that anger is expressed, right? So having that um, those big reactions and not being able to control that anger, that emotional control aspect of the executive functioning that's not not online the way that we'd like it to be. That inability to tolerate frustration, that low frustration, stress tolerance. Of course, anxiety too. You know, that's one yeah. we really have to mention here because a lot of times they present together. They really do. And when 
there's the big emotions are there, Kate, you know, you really can't ignore it. And, you know, both of us have kids that are sensitive. Both of us have kids that are twice exceptional <laughs> and they keep us on our toes. And, you no know, it's, it's just so much harder to have any level of dysregulation in a school system yet. It just, it's grown exponentially. I mean, you and I are in multiple decades now. And we were just talking about that you've been working with a lot of preschoolers because autism is just through the roof and just neurodevelopmental, we don't know what it is kind of stuff. It's changed, hasn't it? Absolutely. And the system is taxed and a lot of people are still going to those conventional modalities and, and ways to treat it and wondering why they're not having that success. You know, well, we started medication. Well, your child grows and something that started to work may not work in three months or, you know, a lot of kids are sensitive to things like medication. And, um, you know, a lot of times uh, if you can make some, some real nice changes to an environment and then to diet and again, you know, getting in that therapy piece, the appropriate types of therapy, that don't involve medication, um, you can have a lot of success. And, um, you know, there are parents and guardians who are starting to to really dive into that and, and, and having success. Personally, that's the way I chose to go with my son, who's twice exceptional. Maybe a 3E, like we maybe need a new, a third. I know, I know, you kind of do it. I know. Ooh, I like that. We're starting that today. 3E. <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah, we've got the anxiety, we've got, you know, the uh, ADHD and we have the IG, the intellectually gifted. And um, it's quite a roller coaster ride. And I think it is. it is to acknowledge that it's a ride, but to really soften the bumps. Right. So um, and because really everyone, I you know, everyone wants a really bright kid, but yeah. it means <laughs> that they are in a hyper alert and they oh, pick yeah. up on everything and if things they feel things much more strongly and i never forget like when i tested your tested Sean when he was like 5 years old oh my god he's like just the most delicious adorable little guy right and he's like, you know, reading this and that. And he's like, <laughs> he's five yeah. years old. And I saw you and I was like, oh, my God, I didn't even get a chance to tell you about his testing. And you're in trouble. It's like a 99.9 percentile. <laughs> and you were like, oh, I was kind of scared of that. And, you know, it just they see yeah. everything. They can't turn things off. And so many kids with ADHD, with dyslexia, with Autism have very high IQs and intelligence just means what your intellectual potential is. It doesn't mean you can flush a toilet. It doesn't mean you can ignore an injustice. It doesn't mean you can ignore when somebody is sassy or rude or any of that kind of stuff. It means that you actually really understand it, but you, you only have typically have normal intelligence, emotional intelligence. And so you see it, but you feel it so below where your IQ is. And there's just this like uncomfortableness that comes up. And so that's where the three E comes in, (laughs) where you get the anxiety or OCD or even depression because you're just in this dysregulated state more than you should. And we think everyone always thinks you can like push away thoughts 
the really bright kid, like I'm working on something ridiculously exciting. Like it's going to be mind blowing. It's going to revolutionize things. I didn't even tell you about it, Kate. I'm going to keep my mouth shut about what it is because when it comes out, everyone's going to be like, Oh my God, my mind is literally, I haven't slept since I decided that I'm going to do this and discovered what it is. I know you're all waiting for it. Just like my magnesium, which comes out in August. (laughs) But you have this brain where you can't turn it off. But but I'm pretty chill and I know how to chill myself. And children are learning. They're learning. So, So explain to people what to eat is. Because not everybody knows what it is. It's a term, yeah. it's a thing. And it's part of the beautiful neurodivergent <laughs> continuum. Yeah. Before I launch into that totally, I'm just thinking back. I think you were one of the first people who actually told me that with that whole processing piece and that sensitivity piece that your son's brain is like a supercomputer and everything's coming in. And because the nervous system is, you know, all interconnected, the brain functioning, the nervous system connecting, the vagus nerve and because everything's coming in and not being able to be filtered, he's going to feel everything too. And that's where that anxiety piece comes in and that inability to like figure out how to discharge all of this now that I'm holding on to all of it. So, um, it's so true. Really and we're going to talk about ways to regulate what comes yes. from the body because that's yeah. your specialty. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's one of those really powerful things when you teach it it can really change things like in so many ways. It's amazing. But a lot happens when you're super bright. You can't always regulate, especially when it's really a very high IQ, when you're moving beyond the 97th percentile and you're in the 99th percentile. Just to know what 99th percentile means that only 1% of people in your age would have that kind of IQ. So, you know, I just tested somebody... I haven't tested anybody in a long time, Kate, and I did a favor and I tested something. Did you really? Oh, I was like, (laughs) wait a second. How do I get into the portal to to score the stuff? They turned everything up. But um, he was one of my two E-kids when he was little. And anyway, he needed accommodations and he's got a 99.9% IQ. He's doing great. I love him. Yeah. He, did, he did the neurofeedback, all the impulse control, the anger, everything's going, you That's know, but awesome. he needs extended yeah. time. Yeah. It's nice to see them. You know, when you get into those two, three decades, you get to watch people blossom. Oh, and I always want to emphasize that because we are special needs parents and kids. Oh, yeah. Are yeah, for sure. You don't want to get stuck in the, in the worry. And there's lots of kids that use natural solutions work when you actually lean into them and you focus on behaviors. So, and you sure, sure. what you're doing. So I think that's really important. So let's talk about what 2E yeah. is so yeah, people can better understand yeah. it. Twice exceptionality is is a term that kind of refers to those kids that are identified as gifted, but they also have some type of developmental. We use the word disability. I, I'm not a fan. I like to use that positive language. Like they have something else there that kind of gets in the way of them kind of being able to work at their fullest potential on mm-hmm. the other side of that bell curve. Like if everybody's at the top, the average IQ is somewhere at the top there, 90, 110. And then yeah. you've got your friends that like my son, and others who are who test high and then um, but also have this other thing going on. So um, that neurodivergence piece and the giftedness is an interesting package because then it becomes a challenge to parent, becomes a challenge to educate. A lot There's of also our- a lot of expectations for people oh, yeah. with a really high IQ. Absolutely. And then they think that like, oh, well, he's just doing it on purpose. She's just doing it on purpose. No. Right. Because they, they're smart. They should know better. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and so many 2E kids are ADHD. Many kids are also dyslexic. Dyslexia is a big one, right? We we have to like, there's just so many famous people that are dyslexic. It's unbelievable. My husband's family is, they're all dyslexics with intellectual giftedness. They're all engineers minus one person in any of the family, which is so funny. I didn't hear him say he had dyslexia though. So, but it's going to be there somewhere. The the hodges are there, but it is very, very common to people with ADHD and dyslexia in general have a higher IQ than normal. It doesn't mean that they're to be gifted. It really is a higher intellect. And you also have to have an area that you actually show your giftedness, right? So, yeah. you know, whether it's a particular, you know, it's science or it's art or it's reading or wh- whatever it is, you know, there's many areas. And I want to make sure I say art and music and things like that too, because those are really oh, important yeah. skills. Oh, yeah. But sure. kids with t- two E's, uh, two E kids, feel emotions more strongly because I always say it comes in hot. So they're more prone to behavioral dysregulation. So the brain dysregulates and then the behavior falls apart. And I think one of the thing that's most striking for kids with dysregulated brains, right? And, And we're really talking about ADHD in particular because you know, their braking system doesn't work right. So I feel something you should be able to say, hey, that's not that important. But no, it bubbles up and then emotions come, whether it's anger or tears or withdrawal, whatever it is, you know. Um, And that's a tough cycle. It's a tough cycle for the child, which I don't think we talk enough about, but it's certainly tough as a parent. For sure. (laughs) You know, the kids are using whatever tools they have to try to express that. And sometimes it looks pretty ugly. It could look like biting. It could look like hitting, kicking, punching, destruction of property. Parents aren't always prepared for that either, you know, and then there's a, a bit of shaming that can happen, you know, within the communities of parents who don't have a two week kid. They're like, What's wrong with you? You you must not be doing something right with your parenting because Johnny's tearing it up over here. Or when you tell him no, he goes into a rage or parents' self-esteem and self-doubt can really be impacted by that. And then it's a cycle because then your child feeds off of that, too. So so true. Though. Yeah. There's little tolerance. I always say like, it's almost like people feel like it's contagion. I remember when Max was so impulsive and I, I talk about it frequently. I, you know, the bitches on the bus stop just completely rejected us because I had this impulsive kid on the bus stop and it's like, oh, their kids had problems later in life too, sister. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's hard. We don't know what to do about it. And often I'm often like, I, I had somebody fly out this week and from a Western state and she was like, is it possible that these teachers really don't understand impulsive behavior? And it was in a preschool. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> and also yeah. teachers, you know, get training and sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not. They also have an overload. Like we're seeing a trend, just an absolute trend of kids with neurodevelopmental behavioral issues. There is, we are not getting better at identifying them. Yeah. They are there. But I love that you bring up some of the aggression because just because your kid is aggressive does not mean they're going to jail. It's just an outward behavior of what an internal uncomfortable and dysregulation is. Absolutely. And, and you can't ignore it. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I learned over the years, this is something for newer parents or parents of younger kids to really hear and understand is that 
time is is one of your good friends with this in, in the early intervention pieces are so crucial. And when we say intervention, we mean, you know, addressing the developmental needs, but also that those mental health and that nervous system dysregulation piece, you know, that goes without saying, you know, you can do OT and PT and speech and have social skills and, you know, do this and do that. But if they're still buzzing inside and their brains are still going a million miles an hour, all those therapies aren't necessarily going to manifest into what behaviors you're, you're looking to, to, you know, in terms of an outcome in helping your child navigate stressors. So it's really so important to get the, so um, important. the brain balanced. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, this mom that came out this week, it's a, it's a four-year-old. I have actually have a bunch of four-year-olds, Kate. And I love it because it's just so dramatic, the difference, but it's never too late. You can learn new things. I think the problem when you have an impulsive child or somebody who has a lot of emotions is a shame that comes yes. along with it. Yeah. And once the shame happens, that's when you really start having other issues. So oh, let's yeah. talk about calm brain strategies because you're a master at this. I always say Kate's magic juju here in our program mm-hmm. is people that are really stuck, yeah. like really stuck. And you do that through some special techniques that we'll talk about, but you got to calm the brain. Like you have to calm yeah. the brain and you have to teach skills. Like yeah. there's no one and then the other, like people come in here wanting the magic wand. And, and so let's talk about ADHD parent techniques, but also just calm brain techniques, right? So we're talking about brain dysregulation and impulse control. And the special thing that you really do and has brought to us and really changed us is somatic experiencing. And so tell people what it is. Sure. So somatic experiencing is a modality. Um, The term is really the product of um, many years of work by Dr. Peter Levine. And um, I was able to take a deep dive into that uh, training program probably about 10 years ago. And um, it's just been phenomenal in working with these kids because a lot of times you will find that they don't necessarily take to or they're too young for using a top-down model of therapy. So a cognitive behavioral therapy, um, certain other types of therapies that are kind of the gold standard for many years talk therapy for older kids and teens, you know, it's not making changes because the body is involved in all this dysregulation. So if you can go bottom up and work with the body to release that and to discharge all that activation that's in their systems, then you have a great chance of settling the brain, you know, the frontal lobe and obviously the limbic brain that's on fire with a lot of our kids too. Yeah. And, you know, I always try to explain to parents because they're always so resistant to adding psychotherapy back in and because they've had so many failures. And I was like, look, most therapy starts with feeling and that's not how we process. We start with sensations. We go to thoughts and then we go to feelings. So if you go to feelings, you're asking somebody who only speaks English to talk in Chinese and the kids reject it because it's not sticking. Now you can do talk therapy when your nervous system is regulated. But until then, it's just not, the brain does not want to do cognitive work. Yeah. It's so hard. And the SE part of things and understanding where it feels uncomfortable in the body, using it as a way to understand the alerts, like, ooh, danger, right? So when you're so activated, everything is danger. 
Oh, like yeah. how, how do you distinguish? It's creating understanding what you always talk about is a window of tolerance to understand. I've got to know what is my level of tolerance? What's real? What's not? What's going to cause me to self-regulate? And I think parents, a lot of times, you don't know this stuff. We, we're, we're trained therapists. With these, our kids still keep us on our toes. We ask each other, yeah, yeah. doing this, right? So, you know, I always look at therapy when it comes to kids as coaching because it's the parent who really needs those coping strategies. Yes. And SE is about teaching kids to anchor to their body. It's so incredibly powerful for self-regulation. It's unbelievable. Even when you don't have it in the get-go, you can learn it. Yes. And it's so easy to learn. Once you've got it figured out and you've got some of the languaging, you know, asking kids to drop in and notice where they're feeling something, you know, anytime you can get them out, you can break that limbic brain, like that danger, danger thought train that's going off the rails, interrupt it with checking in with a part of the body. Even that is going to give you a few moments for for mom or dad or grandma or auntie to breathe and for the child to see that you're breathing and for them to be distracted by going in and checking on something. That's like those beginning emerging SE skills, but then also then getting them to really be able to say, okay, I'm feeling a little like fight or flighty or activated or whatever term, you know, or the jitters or whatever child term um, works for your child. And then giving them things to help to, to, so that they realize, wow, I can actually settle that on my own without needing that co-regulation from a parent or a caretaker or, you know, nowadays teachers and, you know, school staff. And so it's just a great gift. And a lot of the SE techniques are fun. You can have a child, you know, do the opposite of what you want them to do to kind of get them to see the differences. Um, An example would be, you know, having them move really fast and just kind of go crazy and then really purposely slowing down their body and their behavior to a point where it's over-exaggerated. And a lot of times kids will resist slowing down through mindfulness or through guided imagery or through um, breath work because they're just not used to it. It's a new thing and it's not comfortable. No, it's not comfortable. But like until somebody gets in their body, we're going to disconnect, right? And you can't build when somebody's disconnected and dysregulated. That's right. And I I think what everyone always thinks there's like this one thing, Kate, even when people come and do neurofeedback, like you guys have done neurofeedback. It's amazing. It's the little things that build upon each other. And I think that's, to me, the power of somatic is, you know, we recently had an adult that came to you. And I I always say that my cases are, I protect it so that, you know, nobody knows. And we had an adult that had spent, what, 30, 40 years and 40 years in therapy and did neurofeedback and did SE and was like, I didn't even know it was possible to not feel anxiety and not be activated, you know, had gone. And this is like a famous person and they yeah. had gone to like, you name it. Yeah. And, and they couldn't believe the difference. And it was, yeah. I was like, when you understand the power of the little, you're not going to believe it. And she was like, that was exactly what it was. It was those little things yeah. with a little moment being more mindful. We're going to talk yes. about this. Yes. Being yeah. more mindful and bringing those things in and mindfulness is a word people may be exposed to, but also don't really understand. But just like you said, it's slowing down. Yeah. 
and connecting. Yeah. That's how I like to think of mindfulness, but it builds executive functioning skills. Yeah. Being present is something that I know my son and other kiddos that I've worked with, TUI and also just general anxiety and ADHD friends, they they have trouble with some of do, doing some of those basic like slowing down and, and being purposeful, being mindful because their brains are just going so fast and they're already thinking about this or they're thinking about three things at once. And, you know, so um, again, like making it fun, making it super kid friendly, which the modality is great about doing other things with the somatic experiencing, like um, that client that you mentioned, her, her growth and her um, healing was phenomenal. And um, I really think it was because she did the program here and then combined it. Like you said, she made her body and her brain more available by settling everything down through using, you know, PEMF or, you know, neurofeedback therapy. And then you build in this somatic therapy and it just was incredible to watch her transform. Hey there, Dr. Roseanne here, and I'm excited to tell you about my school accommodations guide, which I believe can be a game changer for parents and caregivers of children with special needs or mental health and behavioral challenges. As a parent myself, I understand how challenging it can be to navigate the complex world of IEP and 504 accommodations. That is exactly why I created this guide to provide you with the information you need to advocate for your child's rights and to ensure they're getting the right support that they need to be able to succeed academically, behaviorally, socially, emotionally at school. I've done the work for you, and you have accommodations for over 30 common issues that affect learning. This 80-page guide, you're just going to have a directory that you need to flip through and find exactly the right modifications and accommodations that your child needs. I'm passionate about helping children and their families, and I truly believe this guide can make a difference in the lives of those who use it. That's why I'm offering it completely free. So if you want to make sure your child is getting the best possible education and support, head over to www.drrosanne.com forward slash 504 to download the ultimate school accommodations guide today. I can't wait to hear how this helps you and your child. It was pretty incredible, especially when somebody like, I just love when people are adults and they persist and they're like, I'm going to get better. And I just think it's amazing. Right. You know, you just made me think of something. Oh my gosh. And that's where I think as a parent, it's, building our own confidence level with this stuff and having somebody, you know, a place like where we work to help support them through that process, because it's not something that kids are going to need that prompting. They're going to need the modeling. They're going to need to keep on track. It's not an older client. They know what they need. They come, they go after it. Younger kids, are, it's going to need to be consistent at first. Yeah. It takes a lot of work. And then with the payoff. Reinforcement. Yeah. All yeah. those things that you're talking yeah. about. And, you know, like you're you're a mom of one. I'm a mom of two. I have one kid that's like super regulated. I swear it's because of all the stuff I said out loud to his dysregulated <laughs> brother. Yeah. Because I would yeah. say it. And then yeah. John Carl would give coaching. <laughs> 
to his yeah. brother that's five and a half years older. Yeah. You know, what yeah. I mean? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. and there's and I was like, well, you know, and you have to make the imp- just because somebody's yeah. bright. Again, I'm going to say it all the time. Doesn't mean we have to say that they 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 do know what they're doing. We have to yeah. make the implicit explicit, and we have to reinforce the heck out of things. Yeah, and it's just become so much easier. I think that's the magic. Like, so you've done neurofeed. You know, Sean's done neurofeedback. He's done yeah. PMF. He and he still continues to yeah. pop back in. One of the biggest things is it toned down the big emotions that he felt. Yes, yes, yeah, no doubt. And a busy mind. He's got a busy yeah. mind. He's got a busy mind. And and giving him that opportunity to to do it in in and just be able to absorb that treatment. He doesn't have to work. He's kind of just here and it's it's happening. It's making the brain changes. It's not something he has to work at. But then the other piece is the work, like you said, like changing the behaviors, using changing how you think, getting rid of those cognitive distorted thoughts, like catastrophic thinking that a lot of our Tui friends do like this is it the world's ending yeah I can't believe they said that they're a horrible human being and it's like okay they have a different political opinion they're not a horrible human (laughs) you know like just those extremes because they understand things at a deeper level you know where other kids can be like yeah whatever you know one of the things that you and I both talk about is co-regulation and getting our stuff together because when you have a dysregulated kid this is a non-negotiable this means you've got to take care of yourself and that's not easy but you know I always say I use my PMF that's like my PEMF is my shortcut so but I still do meditation I do mindfulness based activities every time I sit down Kate I put my feet on the ground and I visualize my feet as tree trunks with roots going mm-hmm. into the ground because you know, I'm a spaz and I've always got something going on. So yeah, I yeah. need to ground myself yeah. all the time. I use essential oils. I, there's a lot of practices, yeah. breath work, and I'm an adult and you know what? I make my kids do these things too. And they've gotten in the habit of it. And I think it's really, really helpful because the evolution for our two E kids, they are always going to be more sensitive. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And, and every, in, in the world, you know, those stressors are there and they continue. And as parents, we want to shield and we also want to, them to persist on their own too. So it's finding that balance. And I think to your point, what a huge thing it's, these kiddos can really get the best of you, especially if you're those moments when you're not on your toes or you're not a step ahead. Oh, you're tired. Um, Oh, you're tired. Oh, yes, yes. And you're doing other stuff and you've got other kids to, to, to manage and, and working, you know, all sorts of stuff on our plates. And it's that whole, you know, checking in with yourself and like, how are you responding to your child in those moments? Because not only are you there modeling, but it's also like figuring out if I'm dysregulated then um, that too, we those antennas are up, and and the kids pick up on it, and then it just becomes a cycle of. And that's exactly yeah. it, sister. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you think about, you know, now we're huge for we live a holistic lifestyle. Kay and I, yeah. like you know, Kate's yeah. like, I got this. What should I take? You know, like, and then we do. <laughs> That's like a life story. Everyone always asks me, "What should I take for this?" I love yes. doing that, right? And I'm always like, "You're sick. Here you go. Hold on." 
Let me give you <laughs> this. Right? You know? Yeah. And, but when you think about natural solutions, right? I think, you know, I'm talking more about everyone always feels like they get to natural solutions. There's two ways you get here. You get here because that's your lifestyle and you want something different. And you get here yeah. because the other stuff isn't working. Yeah. And for the people where the other stuff isn't working, they're so scared. They're like, tell me this is going to work. Yeah. Natural solutions are evidence. Yeah. These things do work when you use them, when you do it. But we also can't give a, forget behavioral strategies, parenting strategies, and our For own sure. For sure. But what would you want parents to know about natural solutions? Like, what's one thing you wish every parent knew? I wish they knew that they didn't have to worry. Like, that's huge, right? Like, they don't need to the harm piece. Like you don't want to harm your child and you hear horror stories about stuff. It's like, no, like this is, this is all stuff that's research based. It's um, some of it too, is like trusting that if you came to particularly us, because I know how we are, like we have that supportive environment and we've been through it and um, you know, come to us and you don't have to have the guard up either. You know, like, like we say, it's going to be okay because we know that it is, and it may not be right away. And I think that's an allure to going to a psychiatrist or going somewhere for meds or, you know, getting that quick fix. We have a fix. I think parents are so stressed that they, they, you know, rightly so you want something quick. You don't want to suffer. You don't want your child to be suffering, but our strategies and our, in our, our, the treatments that we we've used, they work. And it's about kind of just hanging in there with that right support and then you start seeing the difference and you're like, okay, this is good. You know, we look for that first sign. I think with my son, um, with the neurofeedback, I remember his motor tics went away. Like that was huge. Talk about a dysregulated nervous system. He was twitchy, you know, and the twitchies went away. And that told me right away, okay, we, it's like in line, right? Mainlining right into that nervous system just by doing neurofeedback therapy. That was incredible. So now it was absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, when I think about you are one of many of our staff who I plucked because you were one of our parents. (laughs) (laughs) So people say things like, well, they get, they did neurofeedback because I work here. No, 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 no. They did neurofeedback. Now they work here. And you know, being being in our program and using PMF, we're all huge fans of PMF. You use it. I use it. I mean, I really am a junkie. Like my battery ran out last night. I paid the price because I need to sleep. But um, <laughs> I got to go. I'm like, I got to go charge that up. But um, and I love that because it is a wraparound. And obviously, yeah. you're here supporting and loving up people when they're here. And for somebody who, even as a perspective, like pull yourself out of as this unbelievable clinician. And I mean, I think about so many times where. We had such a depressed person, right? You know who I'm going to talk about. We'll just call her Megan, where she came in in her blanket. Yes. And her PJs. And she wasn't showering anymore. And that was like not responding, not responding. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. what happened to her was just a complete turnaround, went to college, you know, like just an amazing life. And she came out of a psychiatric facility. I mean, it was tough times and had always been a dysregulated kid her whole 
life. Yeah. Her parents never knew her as not a dysregulated kid. And eventually it led to major depression. And, and the magic of SE just, you found one little piece and you got in there and you turned yeah. it around for her. Like yeah. it was just amazing, you know, and that she just stuck in my head because there's only been a few people that show up in their PJs and a blanket and they're not five, you know, I know, I know. but, and to be on the other side of it is, and then have the privilege of, of joining us, like our, our staff, like is always an honor to be able to do that. But I want people, I love that you said to, to get rid of the worry. There's a validation. These things are hard, but worry creates inaction. Worry yes. creates analysis yes. paralysis. And I'd rather do what's not working than be, I'll take a leap and do something else. And yeah. that's what our program is about is yeah. taking what works, what we know to work, but it's doing it in the right order at the right time in the right way. And it's calming the brain and relearning behaviors and Kate's part of our team to really help that. And that's an awesome, awesome thing to be able to be part of it. And, and for those of you just learn about somatic experiencing, it really is an incredible, incredible way to give people actionable tips and tools and resources. And I actually wrote a professional book that I've never talked about on this podcast called teletherapy toolkit. That is SE, totally SE influenced and has all types of SE techniques in it. And um, we're actually going to be pulling that out and using having more workbooks for parents and journals for kids to use some of those techniques. But if you're interested in working with Kate or being in our program, you can go to www.drrosanne.com forward slash help. That was the webinar in case you want to join that forward slash help. And you can take our solution matcher. And wherever you are in your journey, this solution matcher is going to match you. And if you want to jump ahead and you just are like, Hey, I got to work with these guys, apply because it, we only take a limited amount of people. You got to be ready for the, for the journey. And sometimes people are ready and sometimes people aren't. It's a powerful change and we support people along the way, but. You gave people so many cool ideas about reconnecting to their body. And there's so many more techniques that I definitely want to continue this conversation and that do would be just awesome. I would love it. techniques. Yeah. And we also <laughs> do tapping too here. Kate loves to do it. And yes. people were very interested in that. So okay. I would love to have you. Oh, yeah. I know, right? We've had some great results with the tapping and, you know, littles up to, there's no age limit. You can learn it. It, It's understanding how it works. And then um, just, there's so many where, so many places in your life you can apply it. And it's all about resetting the nervous system, resetting the brain. And it's hitting that emotion, those emotional layers that have been stuck. It's a really yeah. nice modality. And I I love using that with people too. To I love using it with people too. When people yeah. like it, it works, you know? Yeah. So, um, and there are, we're having these conversations to empower parents, give them hope. We are moms of kids with stuff. And are thriving. You can't let your foot on off the gas. And we don't medicate our kids. So I'm not trying to shame or blame anybody. If you're here or you're in our Facebook group, Natural Parenting Solutions, you're here because you're looking for another way. And we have to follow science. And it always leads back to natural solutions. Anyway, I love and appreciate you so much, Kate. You are oh, amazing. Likewise. Likewise. I'm and I can't believe our kids are like... Yeah, and old, and they're teenagers. 
I'm a little bit of denial about it. Yeah, I know. Right. Anyway, I hope this brought some light and hope for you and wherever you are in your journey. It's all about the right solution, the right time. And don't get stuck in inaction. Take that first step and take our solution matcher by going to drrosanne.com forward slash health. Parenting is so hard and there are many ups and downs, especially when you have a kid who feels things so strongly. Just know that no matter what is going on with your kid and family, it's going to be okay when you take action towards calming their brain. You need the right solution to help your child be successful at home, school, and life. And that's why I've created the Solution Matcher. Go to drrosanne.com forward slash help, D-R-R-O-S-E-A-N-N forward slash help to get the right solution for where you're at. 